Life is filled with unexpected hardships and suffering. Where can we find lasting hope in this broken world? John chapter 11 reveals Jesus as the answer, the one who conquers sin and death and promises eternal life. Hey fellow creations, it's Elijah here. Welcome to the Bible in Prayer podcast, the show where we simply read the Bible and then pray about it. Bible and prayer are fundamental elements of the Christian faith, and we need to build lasting habits of both of these in our lives. So join us on the Bible and Prayer podcast every weekday as we strive to make Bible and prayer habits in our daily lives. Tap that follow button to subscribe to the Bible and Prayer podcast so you don't miss the rest of the Gospel of John or the future books that we'll be covering. Now, sometimes our circumstances mirror the decay of Lazarus' tomb here in John chapter 11. But Jesus steps into the story to proclaim a powerful truth. In this fallen, cursed, sinful world, he is the source of restoration, renewal, and unshakable hope. Now, the Gospel of John is a unique and beautiful portrayal of Jesus Christ, presenting him as the divine word who became flesh and dwelt among us. It emphasizes Jesus' identity as the Son of God, full of grace and truth, and highlights his miracles, his teachings, and his interactions with his disciples. Now, John aims to lead readers to faith in Jesus and eternal life by getting us to believe in Jesus as the Son of God, the Word become flesh. But now here in John chapter 11 specifically, Jesus reveals his deep compassion as he weeps alongside Mary and Martha over the death of their brother, Lazarus. Yet, the account culminates in this miraculous power that Jesus demonstrates over sin and death and decay when he restores Lazarus to life. He raises him from the dead, which not only foreshadows his own triumph over the grave, but proves himself to be the one who has power over sin and death. So let's get into John chapter 11 and see what this is all about. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany, of the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who had anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. The sisters therefore sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he for whom you have great affection is sick. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this sickness is not to death, but for the glory of God, that God's Son may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When therefore he heard that he was sick, he stayed two days in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let's go into Judea again. The disciples asked him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, Aren't there twelve hours of daylight? If a man walks in the day, he doesn't stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles because the light isn't in him. 
He said these things, and after that he said to them, Our friend, Lazarus, has fallen asleep, but I am going so that he may awake out of his sleep. The disciples therefore said, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he spoke of taking rest in sleep. So Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go to him. Thomas, therefore, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go also, that we may die with him. So, when Jesus came, he found that he had been in the tomb four days already. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about 15 stadia away. Many of the Jews had joined the women around Mary and Martha to console them concerning their brother. Then, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary stayed in the house. Therefore Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will still live even if he dies. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, God's Son, he who comes into the world. When she had said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is calling you. When she heard this, she arose quickly and went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews, who were with her in the house and were consoling her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews weeping who came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They told him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. The Jews therefore said, See how much affection he had for him. Some of them said, Couldn't this man who opened the eyes of him who was blind also have kept this man from dying? Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, 
The sister of him who was dead said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see God's glory? So they took away the stone from its place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you listened to me. I know that you always listen to me, but because of the multitude standing around, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He who was dead came out, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Free him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. The chief priests, therefore, and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What are we doing? For this man does many signs. If we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But a certain one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is advantageous for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation not perish. Now he didn't say this of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but that he might also gather together into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day forward, they took counsel that they might put him to death. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but departed from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim. He stayed there with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand. Many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought for Jesus and spoke with one another as they stood in the temple. What do you think? That he isn't coming to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had commanded that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it that they might seize him. All right, that does it for our reading of John chapter 11. What do we take away from this passage? A couple of things. First, we need to acknowledge the brokenness that exists in the world. Lazarus' story here, the man who died, represents the pain and brokenness inherited in a world impacted by sin and death. Because of the sin and death in the world, there's decay and there's death and there's suffering. We need to be honest about our struggles 
about our fears and about our sense of hopelessness that we all face at times in this world because we live in a fallen, broken, sinful world that is cursed by sin and death. But after we acknowledge the brokenness, we need to know to whom we should turn for the source of renewal. Jesus isn't intimidated by the death and decay of this sinful world. In him, there is the power to overcome sin and death, to overcome our trials, to overcome everything that we're facing as humans in this sinful existence. So we need to place our total trust in him as the one who conquers death. After all, he is the resurrection and the life. And thirdly, once we recognize who the source of renewal is, who the resurrection and the life is, then we need to embrace his unwavering hope. Even in the darkest times, faith in Jesus as the resurrection and the life fills us with hope that goes beyond this world. We rest in the assurance that his ultimate victory over sin and death brings true, lasting peace and hope because he is the resurrection and the life. So let's go to God in prayer about these things. Father, we acknowledge our state of brokenness before you. We recognize that this world is filled with brokenness and with sin and with death and with decay. And we acknowledge that that brokenness and that sin and decay has crept into our own lives. Just as Lazarus laid in the tomb, completely lifeless, we, without you, are completely lifeless. And we recognize that this world is broken and we cannot find the answers to our brokenness in this world. But Lord, we recognize you as the true source of renewal. We recognize that you are not afraid of our decay and our sin and our, all of that that is in the world. You are not intimidated by that and you are willing to come alongside of us and, and to wrap your loving arms around us and demonstrate your power over sin and death in our lives. We recognize you as the true source of spiritual renewal. And Father, we embrace the hope that that brings. We have a lot of dark times in our lives, and we know that no matter what we go through in this life, no matter what hardships we are faced with, no matter what loss or trauma or anxiety or whatever things may happen in our lives, we recognize that you are the resurrection and the life, and you have already determined how our story ends and it is a victorious ending because you have conquered sin and death. And so we embrace that unwavering hope that you give us, knowing that you are the resurrection and the life. Help us to face today with total victory, knowing that you bring true peace and life because you are the resurrection and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes today's Bible and Prayer. 
John 11 is a beautiful and powerful reminder that even in a world plagued by sin and death, Jesus stands as the definitive source of hope and life. He transforms despair into confidence, and he restores our spirit even in the most uncertain and daunting circumstances of this life, because he is the resurrection and the life. Remember to follow and subscribe, and join us next time for John chapter 11. This has been Elijah with the Bible and Prayer podcast. Until next time, we love you all. God bless.